Greetings. Uh, welcome to another Romeo Carey podcast. This is uh, episode six, and we reach into our archive for a outtake from the Skippy Low documentary. And Skippy Low is a, uh, a documentary, one of uh, a few that we've taken on. Uh, if you don't know Skippy Low, you should. Uh, Skippy Lowe is no longer with us. He's passed away for a couple of years now, but he was in Hollywood really uh, hosting his weekly celebrity talk show for more than 35 years. And the uh, he became really a, uh, a staple, um, bringing on, you know, mostly uh, personalities, you know, TV, uh, motion picture, uh, he went back to like the uh, usually those that were in the twilight of their careers, but uh, Skippy was such a staple on you know predominantly on uh, cable TV public access that uh, uh, Martin Short, the comic, used Skippy Low as the prototype for his character Jiminy Glick. And Skip never got paid for it, but uh, so the documentary is uh, centered around Skippy Lowe's life, and one of his best friends was none other than Sylvester Stallone's mother, Jackie Stallone, uh, the famed astrologer. So uh, this interview is an excerpt from that. Jackie just uh, passed away last week at age ninety-eight. So uh, I thought to honor her, she was an amazing woman, down to earth. I mean, just uh, really the best interview I think we got out of a, uh, a lot of interviews. But she was really one of the ones closest to Skippy at the end or in the end. So uh, uh, without further ado, oh, and at this, this uh, interview, I want you to know our, one of my producing partners, uh, Robbie Curtis was also uh, present and helping out with the interview. So stay tuned for the Skippy documentary coming up because this is the teaser. Really amazing, amazing documentary. Something that I promised Skip when he was alive that Skip, you know, you're going to be riding through a parade when we take you to uh, film festivals. When we're, when we're uh, celebrating the making of your documentary, you will be... Uh, You'll be center stage, and he was—he was really looking for, uh, you know, really waiting for his opening night. So, uh, roll the Jackie Stallone interview. Surprised when you tell me I'm married sixteen years—that's a long time for me. So, I. I said, oh, oh, so he came and surprised me. I had to take me out, so I had to cancel. Not a problem. We're just, well, we're just happy. Well, for me to be married 16 years, that is a problem because it's a miracle. Well, I've been I never stayed more than 10 with anyone. I was mar I'm married 25 years now. So well, was I, that a miracle? It sure is. It sure is. Are you still married to yes, us? Yes, we just celebrated our 25th anniversary in September. Well, see? I don't think I'll live long enough for 25, but it'd be nice, even uh, 16. Well, 16 is a long time. And this okay, town it is, right. and the thing is, I still feel like it's yesterday. Okay, I think we're ready. 
I like all your company too. Okay, um, we are here. Who's going to do the interview? Who's going to do the interview? You? I'm the guy. I hope you're a good interviewer because I hate to, I don't like to interview people. I wish I could. That's a gift in itself. You know that. Romeo's very good at it. Yeah. He doesn't get I have been interviewed on every show in the world. And you know something? The only person I can say that I consider very comfortable with was Larry uh, King. Oh, we've I interviewed Larry King. Isn't it easy to be with? Most of the people, I mean, they ask you the dumbest things, and such as, like, how did you feel? What was your first reaction when you found out your daughter was dying of cancer? That's a stupid question to answer. Sure That's your first thing to think of. This and this and that. I think the only classic thing was basically when I was promoting a book. My astrology book years ago, and I don't remember Geraldine Saunders who wrote Love Boat. Mm -hmm. She was a friend of mine. Are you? Are we on now? Uh, I'm about to start. Well, go ahead. Okay, I just got to cue it up. Okay, today is uh, November twenty first, two thousand fourteen. Is it the twenty? No, I'm to tell you if you get an A or an F. In <laughs> um, and we're here with Jackie Stallone. For the Skippy Love documentary, first first question is, oh, and let me let me just get that slated. And what, how do you want your name spelled for the end credit? Would I die or not? No, for the Skippy Love documentary. Jack runs alone the way it is. Okay, good. Uh, and usually, when you put the credit of somebody's name, they say what they are. Well, do you I just want. I haven't figured it out because by the time you're through interviewing, you tell me what I am. Okay. But uh, usually <laughs> you want to put that under the name. What? Usually they say, you know, last person we interviewed wanted to be called reporter, journalist. Well, how about world's most famous movie star? I like that. Who the hell ever heard of me? <laughs> or how about wanted to be? Instead, she gave passed the trophy on to her her son. It's just as well. She gave him the Oscar and decided she'd stay home and I don't know. Okay, here we go. Frankly, Let's... I don't care about. I know you like the way I'm giving my interview. I love you? it. You're doing great. You're fantastic. I'm just being me, I'm worth, aren't they all regular? They're all acting like they're putting on the dog. So far, we've the, had the Skippy. The Skippy Low type are real. You couldn't be in Skippy Low Circle no, unless you were real. I mean, that's that's one nice thing. There are certain breeds; they're all kindred spirits. No, I'll tell you how I'd like to be remembered. My dad, who's a lawyer in Washington D.C., said she's pretty hard and aloof to get to know, but once you get to know her, you will never forget her. Now, I don't know how you put that down. Red letters, or it's like asking a person, "How would you like to be remembered after you're dead?" Well, uh, at least for a week. <laughs> so now, when did you first learn of Skippy Love? When I first learned of Skippy Love, Sylvester had just made Rocky. And of course, he didn't know the ropes, so he was asked. He turned naturally into people wanted to interview him. So Skippy got to him. How? I don't know. But Skippy interviewed him and my son Frankie. And after he... Interview him, so I said, you know something, it would make the best interview for you, the best one you'll ever have, my mother. 
I'm going to give your phone number. Won't you call her up? And I think she'll just love that interview. And I did. It was the best interview of my life. I don't know what I said, but the thing is, I'll tell you about him. He knew I hated California. I'd only been here a matter of months. Despised, I think it's lonely and it's cold, isn't it? And people are cold and they're not real. Everyone wants to be an actor, an actress, a writer, a director, a promoter, a model. Nobody seemed to want to, you know, be a school teacher or uh, work for, uh, I don't know, underprivileged people. Everyone seems to want to be rich and famous. And I always believed that. I never felt that way. I just wanted to be uh, my own boss, charge my own life, be able to pay my own bills, never have to borrow a dime from anyone, just to stand on my own feet. My biggest thing is I have to stay up, be my own boss, create my own job, work for myself because I don't want to work for anyone else, which I've always done. So I hated this town. So Skippy, and it was lonely, it was actually for a while, it was just a recluse, you say, well, Sylvester's famous. Yeah, but the fact is he had his own life, you know? And he had this gang, an entourage that lived with him. The lawyers, the, the uh, promoters, the bodyguards. First thing I want you to do is to get rid of me because I, he was a mama's boy. He really was. I didn't go from here to here without him until he got the Oscar, and then they got all a hold of him. And they knew that I had a place in Spain, so his lawyers said, why don't you go move to Spain, Jack? I'm do you so good. I know he wanted to get rid of me, you know? You care about me. So Skip, I would tell him how lonely he was, so he said, he made it a business of every day calling me up. He, you know, he went to a party seven days and seven nights. And he made sure I wasn't going to be lonely. So every day and every night, he called, we're going here tonight. The same, you know, same old party, same old face, the same old hanger on, all wannabes. So I never knew a lonely night after Skippy. If I ever had a problem, of all people call Skippy. Just talk about it and talk about it. And he loved to gossip, too. He'd tell me about the stories. I never realized how terrible most of them are, you know? So... That's it. If it were not for Skippy, I would have left about six months after I arrived and go back home because I hated it here. But Sebastian kept saying, you love it. This town's made for you. Well, it isn't made for me. I had to make myself available. If it weren't for Skippy, I could not have made it because I hated it. Uh, the people really aren't solid people, the majority. And then first, you know, the press, when I moved here, all these tabloids are calling can take you to dinner and i thought they're being friendly and all that i read these terrible stories of following week in the paper and then i realized they didn't like me that this is no way of getting news then my kids would get mad at me would you say that i don't say it at all they took me to dinner you know you're just talking being nice just saying what you normally say so it started an awful lot of problems especially when he went with Brigitte. suddenly all these tabloids, I didn't realize until I became very friendly with one Beverly Eckert who worked with the star for years and years. She, do you remember her? She was a top one. She just died. So we became friends after she quit. And she told me, Jacqueline, we were on a big budget to take you out to dinner. We don't care if you have 10 friends. We have to get you out. We're paid for that. I said, gee, I thought you liked me. 
You didn't really didn't wasn't about me. So God said you didn't like, you know, you didn't know who your friends were. You didn't have any. Um, the God mows along the guy in the grocery stores with your friend and Skippy, because I knew Skippy basically. You picked up his tab, but he went to a place you had a good time. What the hell? He didn't have the money. He wasn't using you. You're getting as much out of him as he is. More, frankly. What was what was it about Skippy? Do you think that endeared you to him? It was so real. It was so real. He was concerned when I said I'm lonely. He didn't say, "Well, huh? So who is it?" He said, "I'm going to take care of that." And then he would introduce me to Cornell Wilde, and he seemed to be liked by everybody, and he knew everybody. And what who he didn't know, he pretended he knew, or if he'd find out, he would make it his business to know. That's what I liked about him. He was available, and he was concerned about me being happy, truly, as a person, not because I'm Sylvester's mother, but because I was a person who was lonely, and he knew what loneliness was. He was probably very, very lonely in his whole life. He probably didn't get what he wanted, but yet, actually, as an MC, I think he's bigger than life than he was in now. I don't know. I can't imagine anyone's life not being better for having known him. I would say that everyone I know is too skippy. Let's see, Chris Crosby, you're going to interview. Chris Crosby, Skippy, was at a party, one of his deals on Monday night, and he invited Chris Crosby. He loved names. And I took my girlfriend. She was lonely, and her boyfriend had dumped her. And I said, come on, Janelle, we'll just have a drink. This Skippy, because he's always cheers you up. And then Skippy introduced me to Chris Crosby, and I said, oh, Chris, how about meeting Janelle? Well, he did meet her, and the next day he moved in with her. It's been there for 15 years. He forgot to go home. And that's about it. I would say everyone I know is like a uh, pyramid with Skippy. This person, you know them, and this person introduces that. I can't think of one person, truthfully, in this town that I know that I didn't know through, like the Dowers. I don't know, Kirkland. Have you done the Dowers? No, I've never heard that name. What about Spencer? Who have you done him? No, yeah, that's not the name. But Mr. Uh, what the hell's his name? Rockwell. Don't know. Oh well, everyone I know is through Skippy. All right, Cohen. Who? Did you ever do a Cohen? Not yet. No. Cohen basically. Skippy introduced my husband to some nice males. So this one name called him Catman Cohen. You never heard of him? Probably met him. I might have. I met so many of Skip's friends. I just haven't gone well, through. He's a very prominent man, and the other one who has his TV studio, his friend, very big, up in the hills, throws his major parties. So he just said, "Come on, one night, I want to introduce you to somebody." So he introduced my husband, Catman Cohen. He's in the gold business from Canada. They became inseparable. They, on Jewish holidays, they go to the synagogue, just became inseparable. There was no way he would have known Catman, neither would I. I mean, these are quality people that they had something in common because my doctor, my husband's a neurosurgeon. And 
to find people that he can really relate to is not easy because he's shy in the first place. And you said this was skip? So I would say that almost all the people, 95% of the people that I know in those towns were skippy. I can pick up the phone and call. Wow. So he was really... He was I don't really, know who he, he... He really didn't meet anyone through me. I was just the best his mother. I didn't know a soul in town. So he was a matchmaker. And I'm sure that everyone would say that. He put everyone together. Now he'd find these lonely widows that sit there and come to his joint. And like Marcella, who basically, he would always get an opportunity because she could afford to see, get dressed up in her formal or furs and go to all these openings. Well, Skippy, that's how he made his living, meeting people to get people to interview. So he had to interview him. So she kept him going for years, but he kept her going. Now she's in bad shape. She don't have anyone to go with. Wow. That's incredible. Uh, what do you think Skippy got from you that really kept you in his orbit? Were you helping him with, with well, anything? No, you're supposed to be interviewing me. Interview means I'm not supposed to think. You're supposed to be thinking for me. So let's hear this. What? Skippy relied on you with numbers. Skippy came to you for basically the constellations lining up and how to operate his lottery tickets. Oh, go get real, growing up about lottery tickets. Well, you know about numbers. Oh, I'm an astrologer. Lottery tickets, oh, my husband gets them every week. I wouldn't spend 10 cents on a lottery ticket. I have no patience for that or gambling. I like to sit in Vegas at the table, watch everyone go crazy, but I wouldn't invest a 50 cents. No, no, he don't know. Was in lottery tickets. Whenever he owed a lot of money, he knew my way the door here, so I helped pay him off. And oh, I'm going to pay back next week a thousand dollars. Please, I got to have it right away to pay somebody off. I mean, that's the extent of my lottery. Oh, I thought you had something to do with helping him with astrology. Not at all. Um, Never okay. business either. How can I help him with astrology? I don't know. What could I predict for him? Well, he seemed fame, fortune. He seemed to think he was on the track to hit it big. It was a matter of... Well, hit. isn't everybody in this town? He could have had it big. He could have married Jean Wallace. And she left him a $10 million house. How did that happen? Well, Cornell Wilde was a friend of his. And she was married to him for years. He moved in that circle. He found someone, pick up the tabs, take him out to dinner. So he meets so-and-so and go, is that like to have you on my show? Blah, 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 blah. And that's how we networked back and forth. He was a whiz at that. I can't say I contributed anything. He he gave it all to me. When now, who was Cornell Wallace? Who was he? Yeah. Well, the top movie stars of our time. He died of cancer. At, maybe in 1981. Cornell Wilde. Go on the line and find out. I wanted, to come, I wanted to come from you, and we put a photo up, we hear you say that. It's yeah, but just you interviewed me, you're making me rack my brains. <laughs> Who's well, Cornell Wilde? You don't know who Cornell Wilde is? No. I and don't. you want me to tell you who he is? He was a famous movie star. Yeah, well, I know he now. Pops. It was in the days of Errol Flynn. Yeah, it would be the 40s. Uh, Tony Curtis. It was in the days of 
did you hear Tony Curtis? Sure. Have you heard of Kirk Douglas? Sure. Have you heard of Robert Taylor? My dad's well, Cornel Wilde is the same moving. league. It may be bigger and better. But he probably stopped acting in the 40s. What? Cornell Wallace. Well, he died of cancer by 1982. Yeah. We were with him. Last year he died, we, Skippy would take him out every night. Or Cornell would take Skippy and I and Gene Wallace out every night. Cornell would pick up the tab. What a gentleman. What, did, what was Skippy in that circle? What was he in that circle? Yeah, what was his... Well, he was a person we wanted to be with because he's the one who had all the gossip and all the fun. We didn't have anything. We were just baggage as far as I'm concerned. Why would Cornell Wilde, a famous wealthy actor, want to be with Skippy? He didn't want to sleep with him, that's for sure. Why? Because he made him feel good. He made him laugh. He let him in a lot of gossip, you know. He knew a lot of gossip. He knew a lot of secrets. Who slept with who and when and why and how and how much they were paid. And that's what Hollywood loves. So uh, what did Cornell Wilde need me for? Well, at the time, Sylvester was a big star, so I was kind of interesting to look at. I wonder what she looks like. I'd like to see meet every movie star's mother and see what the hell they look like, you know? I met a lot of them, and they're not much. They all think that they're the movie star, and their kids really should stay home, and they should be out doing the job. So, uh, How did the wedding, potential wedding with Skip, come about? Gene Wallace had asked to marry him for years. And we talk about it. Skip me for Christ's sake! What have you got to lose? You can still stay in your apartment. You can still stay in your house. You, you can see her every day. But just the idea that he had a reputation of not being married. He didn't feel as though he could live with the reputation of being a married man, even though she wanted nothing from him except him to just to see, sit there and watch her get drunk every day and see, look at her goose, but, and bait, schlep her around to various places so she'd get drunk, but she was willing to pay for it. Wow. And did he, did he actually leave her on the altar? He just never, you know? No, we used to go out to dinner almost every night until I thought he would really break down and marry her finally, and so did she. She just wanted the companionship. You know, when she knew what she was getting, it was no romance or anything like that. It was just getting Skippy. I got him seven days and seven nights. I always called him. He's always going to be there for me. Just that. And she, she had no one else. She had no children. She wasn't married. So It would have been beautiful. It would. And he, we laugh about it all the time. Why would Skip give some golden opportunity like that up? Well, have you ever had a golden opportunity like that? Oh, yeah. Well, why did you give it up? Wasn't smart at the time. Well, it's not his thing. Take a thing. Number one, financially, he what he liked to be independent and be his own person. And it really wasn't for him. He wouldn't know what the hell to do in a mansion, would he? I mean, he was very comfortable in his one room. He was jumped up. So he was a little. Uh, that was so. Skippy really was being true to his own self. He really was. So that, I mean, it's it's kind of like a commentary on Skip being real. Skippy was real. 
Uh, now, where do you think Skip's real talent lies in Hollywood? Just what it was. The perfect matchmaker, the perfect host. He basically, Monday nights doing that place would have been a very big thing, but basically I think he should have made it a matchmaker's deal, don't you think? Get a total matchmaking place where he would put the men and women together. He could sign and put on each one of their names and what their careers were. Most of them were probably nobody. Say they're what would they say? Model the men. I don't care no matter what age they are. Not gigolos. And the women I wouldn't say whores. They'd probably say they're models or uh, what else could they say if they're not a model? Oh. Agent, writer, you know, right. composer, poet. If he converted that place at uh, as a matchmaking place and knew it was, and then had the town just come there, and you know what I mean, he could have made a hell of a spot, a hell of a name for himself. But he wasn't a businessman. He needed a little management, but that would have been a gold, and mm -hmm. that would have been a cash cow had he had it a manager. If someone wanted to do it. But I'd have the time I'd have done it for him and had fun to do it and get a couple of women to do it, you know, and a couple of men to do it because who wouldn't like the job? It's fun. Doesn't cost you anything. You just invite the people down. You go around your host and host. Now I'd like you to meet Marcella Becker. Now you go with this one. You look good with this one. Naturologically, you're a Gemini. Well, you look very good with this Leo, you know. You could patch it up like that. I could have done that for you. Absolutely. Now, what do you think? Uh, it was, I mean, you know, like it, what was an experience with Skip, just you one-on-one? -on -one? What was like a typical, like, like a typical night with just you and him? Or did you ever have those kind of nights? Whatever night was typical. There was no two nights allowed. We knew exactly what we were going to do. Sit, we're going to eat and have a drink and talk about everybody. And rack our brains and see what we can talk about. Think about it. Who we can talk about. How was Skip, uh, what was like the routine? Could you just walk me through like a typical routine? Would he come here? Would you meet someplace? Because I know Skip always didn't always, drive. No, but I always met him in front of his apartment, my husband and I, and he'd be always standing on the corner, and I'd call and say, we'll be here, and he'd right there, and he'd jump in the car, and we'd go to wherever, or to a party or a restaurant. At a party, normally he'd be there, meet, meet us there or meet me there because he certainly didn't drive a car so i'd get their house somehow i got there you know always found another girlfriend who could drive a car or i drive myself or that, that was just it but basically what, what are you talking about with skip you don't well sometimes you're talking about politics what do you talk about that's a good question what was because i know there's been occasions when he would get into politics Wait, well, and he'd get mad at who's running and put it on his tape recorder, all these nasty things. So whenever he called me, tell you what you thought of this politician, that politician. Every week he had a different message for whoever would. I don't know what he'd do about this Ferguson or tonight we're going to have uh, Obama on the immigration. He'd be blasting what the hell he thinks. All, he'd probably say, all these goddamn people come to this country. When we don't have enough money to take care of our own, blah, 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 blah. You know? And then we're, we're, we're feeding him and we're giving welfare. Nobody gave me anything. I had to work. That's that kind of message. Right. 
his, his brother told me that, or told uh, told uh, Robbie that he was when he left Chicago, he was part of a like a democratic. Uh, uh, it was like part of a Demo democratic party commission. <laughs> the world, yeah, yeah, a junior, you know, right. as a kid. So he had. How was he as a kid? Skipper, you tell me that basically he was a lonely, forlorn kid, and his mother pampered him to death. I don't know. Did he and his brother get along? What's this? He spoke with the brother. Was there a big age difference? No, the brother is, I think, a year older. Well, how did they get along as kids? He didn't really discuss how they got along as kids, but he, he did say that they were very different. You know, the brother was an athlete. He played. Well, we know that Skippy would love to talk about when the USOs, when he would go overseas and tap dance and all the men that try to make him and all the experiences. That's the kind of stuff we talk about. And he was very good at that. He was a great, wanted to be a great tap dancer. He wanted, look, he couldn't be a leading man in a movie. All he could do would be actually in a chorus line as a tap dancer and his MC. No one could beat him as an MC. I don't. I've never met anyone who could. I guarantee he'd get up there and do the Oscars. Good in presentation and do it right and jump up and down and make something happen. Whereas these stiffs they have just stand there like stiffs, don't they? Oh, no. He would have been I fantastic. mean, he'd be very good icebreaker at any party. That's his natural calling. Did you get? Did he ever come over and try on any clothes, or did you give him any clothes? I always gave him clothes: nightgowns, pajamas, wigs. Anything. When I was a redhead, I loved red wigs. I used to wear them all the time. Gigi, come over here. The Gigi, would you come over here and sit, if you don't mind? Tell me what Skip would be like getting his hands on some of that that type of material. Well, I give it to him in a bag and bring it to the club. And then the next day he'd call me up and tell me he tried everything on and how he looked and that kind of stuff. I know he'd always wear uh, he'd wear the nightgowns to bed. <laughs> and he just loved the flowing. He, basically, he, I'll tell you a, a funny story. Once he and I were at a very opening a very classy restaurant, and I Sylvester was new, so. When he and I were together, he's sitting there. So, so hey, when the bill came, the maitre d' came up and said, uh, the dinner and the drinks for Mrs. Stallone are on the house, but the madam will have to pay. Well, he was so flattered that the madam would have to pay. He couldn't get over this poshy place that he really thought he was a woman. I mean... Madam will have to pay. I'll never forget that. I've had a few of those things, but that was the ultimate. When one of the fine hotels opened up, you know. He took that as a compliment, too. And how? If someone called him a girl by accident, he was thrilled to death. We had it at, we had that happen all the time. It's a wonder he didn't let his hair grow long and fluffy and warm around his shoulders and all. Yeah, you would think. Because he was really proud of being gay. I'm not. Well, I'm so glad that they're all coming out of the closet and saying I'm gay. That's you can say so what? A healthcare. You're still the same person. It wouldn't matter to me if they were or not. As a matter of fact, I prefer it than I know. I'm talking about years ago. I don't have to worry about it now.
my years ago, you'd say, okay, good. I know I'm getting a lot of gossip, and I don't have to worry about a man at dinner table rolling me and trying to figure out how to get me in bed. Another question was, Skip was a half Italian and half Jewish, or yeah, yeah. Jewish. Did he ever play the Jewish side? Yeah. Whenever he fell in some st stuffy Jewish people say, my mother was Jewish. He made it, put them in their place right away. And then an afterthought, and my father was Italian, but he banged that into people's head because that was a very selling point to him. He liked calling himself a lip walk. A who? A lip walk. Yeah, he says, I'm a lip walk, half Italian and half, uh, half Jewish. Well, we used to call Italian walks, remember? I don't know what a lip walk was. Well, I don't know either. I never asked Skippy, what is that? Why well, didn't you? I don't know. I thought maybe I should have known. Okay. Uh, it might exist. I'll have to. I'm I'll have sure to look. that important. Ask Chris Crosby. Now, what was the last time you you met with Skip? Actually, about a week or so before he died. Was he excited about his book? Oh, always. Christ Almighty! All he talked about all these people. I said, Skippy, take some current people that are doing this stuff. You know, we can. Not everybody's dead. You know. Oh, he loved talking about that stuff. How about selling stuff to the tabloids? Did you ever hear of any of that? I know he did it all the time. Tony Bretter, who was head of the National Enquirer, because he emailed me and said, it's such sad news to know that Skippy is gone. I can't get over it. He and Tony Bretter were like this. Skippy was always on the news. That's how he made a living. Did he, the, the people that he spoke about, like Shelley Winters and Sally Kirkland or whoever it was, they never seemed, at least from the interviews, uh, Sally, she wasn't, I thought, weren't you betrayed by Skippy's selling stories and didn't you know about it? But they didn't well, see he'd it. always deny it. Can't prove it. I'm sure he sold a lot of stuff on me when I talked, but I can't prove it. But I'm, I know he did. And you, how did you feel about it? I reached a point of immune, and then I sort of certain things I made sure that I was kind of I gave just enough to <laughs> twist around. Right, you gave him something, but you never sell the farm, even so, because you didn't yeah. complete, because you knew that that he was going to sell it. Isn't it amazing though, knowing that? But the bigger question is, how could you know that and still hang out with him? Good, because basically I know, and sometimes I'd give them stuff and say, Skippy, here, you want to want gossip? Call the, need money this week? Call the National Enquirer and tell them this. He loved it. Wow. By the charge of the boar and the prince and things like that. For certain things about myself or Sylvester, I think it wouldn't hurt. Ooh, wasn't too spicy, you know, but just enough to keep them uh, concerned. You were using the system on them. And, and, Skip was, and Skip was benefiting. Well, I wasn't benefiting. No, I said Skip was benefiting. We certainly did it for a living. I am sure that's how we made most of it. How else did he make it? He didn't get paid to work down there. I mean, he got Social Security, but the fact that how do you think he paid for his cabs and to live? By selling gossip. I mean, by uh, 
taking a lot of tickets every week and cost him a lot of money. He was always in debt. So he had to sell gossip. I really didn't care because I knew that real stuff he's not going to know. He's just going to know the junk, the stuff I don't care about. Yeah. What do you got? Did you ask Sally how she liked it to talk about her? Yeah, she said she, she wasn't certain about it, but it, it was Skippy. There's no way she was going to stop loving him. Nah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so positive he did. I know for a fact he did. So she, once in a while I call him down. She was angry about one thing for a while, she said, when there was some gossip about uh, Bob Dylan and her that she knew that the only person she told was Skip. Uh, what? About Bob Dylan, the yeah. musician, and Sally Kirkland. So and, what? And he said, she said that Skip was the only person that no, she... No, sure what, what the Bob Dylan was. Is that a big deal? It's not the President of the United States, for Christ's sake. If you really want to... People say, how can I get famous overnight? I say, go to the President of the United States. That's the only way you're going to do it, do you agree? Or the Vice President, second choice. No. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, Skippy could do no wrong because he did so many good things. That who was perfect? Right. He had so much He was a much better person than I am because he was always there and half the time I was not there, you know? He was always there for you. How did how did Hollywood treat Skippy? And did you ever hear Holly? I mean, Skip's lament about? Well, I'll tell you. When he had a birthday party, he packed the place in all the time, didn't he? Year after year. So Hollywood, Palm Springs certainly loved him. So the people did come, but Hollywood's a type that if they come, if it's free, they'll come. But the night of the party, did you show up? I've been to a couple of his parties. No, I mean, for the uh, last month. Oh, was it? Yeah. Art, did you notice it was packed? And people paid their own bill. Classy people. And so I think that speaks volumes for him. Because when Alan said, we would get uh, this restaurant, he works in for the night. But, gee, they're not going to give him anything for free. I said, well, tell the people they have to pay for themselves. It's a good way to find out how, how much people care for them. And the place is packed. He would have been thrilled to know that. And it wasn't packed with riffraff. It was packed with nice people running up big tabs. I mean, mine was like $370. Wow, what a tribute. Well, that's a commentary on the, how, how Hollywood basically I loved think him. basically... If Alan were smart, I don't know how you keep his name alive, but I wish there was some way you could. I, I, wouldn't it be nice every year on Skippy's birthday to send out invitations and everybody come just to say hello to each other and pay their own bill? I love that. You have to pay your own bill anyway when you go out and eat, and, and you have the opportunity to meet the same people every year, year and year. It's like a, a, a high school reunion that you really look forward to. I think they are trying to keep Skip's showcase going. I think they should. With uh, David Mosco, the uh, gentleman who was like the MC the night of uh, Skip's memorial. I think they're going to do it a couple of times a month uh, under Skip's name. Especially in Palm Springs. My friend Matt, who lives there, he said, Christ, he's considered a hero uh, in Palm Springs, you know? See, we were asking someone yesterday about Skip and Palm Springs. So he, he had a, another life in Palm Springs. He just people hit the community there. Oh, his friends are there. Gypsy, remember Gypsy? 
lives there. And Gypsy certainly makes a lot big spill for herself, don't you think, or himself? Absolutely. Well, we'd love to talk to some of those people. So if you have any. Matt, my closest friend, Matt, let's see. In Palm Springs. Well, you want to talk to him on the cell phone? Well, just give me his number. I'll call him. I'll call him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I call him and tell him you're going to call him. Sure. Absolutely. Yes. Where in the hell am I going? Oh, here they are, right here. No, those are TV. Oh, 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 oh sorry. Matt Ravis. Skip, love Matt Ravis. Matt, Matt. 808. He used to live in Hawaii, so he just got married to his partner a few months ago. 808-298-6843. Matt Ravis. Matt will tell you, set up a nice big deal for you in Palm Springs where you can really do some really interviewing people that really knew Skippy and that love that lived there like oh, what about Grace? Grace Robin, she I lives in Palm Springs. Aren't you when you go to Palm Springs, she lives there. And a lot of his friends live there. And he is considered a a dynamo in Palm Springs. I like to set up some sort of a memorial where once a week we can once a year get together that it's a place to be, you almost have to have a gimmick or a hook to get people. What would the hook be? We could be a lottery the hook number. Could be the, the Skippy Low documentary. You well, could no, premiere. That doesn't really drive men every week. Once no, a year. Oh, Do I you see. think a documentary? Well, I mean I mean you unless you run it for about a week before and then take the reservations down at the this restaurant. And basically, there has to be a door prize, and everyone gets a number. Well, Skip the like those numbers. Hmm? Skip like the numbers. No, but everyone gets a number that goes in. There's a door prize, one or two or three, and then basically, the door prize can be dinner with a certain movie star. We get any movie stars available then, soap operas or something, you know? Dinner was supposed to If they come for that number, like a number nine or number 11, there'll be like 300 people. Well, whoever it is, dinner or phone call with your dinner with your favorite star. Now, then they pick the star out, and it's up to us to go up and ask the star. That's great. Don't you think? People do that. Men, men will do that. Men and women. Well, what's beautiful about that, too, because that's right in line with Skippy's thinking. Oh, yeah. Dinner with your favorite star, man or woman, gay or straight. I like it. And, you know, we could do it. Because we go to that star after and we say, look at the publicity you're going to get because of this. And. 10% of the meal of that night, everyone goes for dinner that night, goes to some charity we pick up. Some 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 charity that the stores all like. AIDS. <laughs> Who are meeting out in Palm Springs? Kate Valley? Kate Valor. Kate Valor. A lot of people. You can have the same thing down in Palm Springs once a year. I think that's a terrific But idea. I mean, that is, people would do that. I would say, we could always call her Betty White. 
could always cough me up. I might feel cough Sylvester up. He, he sometimes he'll do that. Uh, we have various people keep in contact with. Yeah. If they know they're going to get a big exposure on the screen, you know, and then we hand they hand the person the check for the for the uh, charity. If they get, you know, publicity doesn't look at, look at George Clooney's wife. She was just an average lawyer. No one gave a shit. Now suddenly she goes to court. She's got an entourage. She needs a bodyguard. I mean, all she's an And I just got through talking. My girlfriend is an international lawyer. Better look at her, 35, only she's not Mrs. Clooney. She's marrying, though, incidentally, the um, ambassador to uh, Vienna. And I'm going there for engagement party Christmas Eve, this week, next week, next month. Yeah. But see that? Now, suddenly, she will be considered stylish and this and this because she's married to the ambassador of Vienna, and she's better looking than George. Although he raised a bar, it's raised a bar for her too because she's an international lawyer, born and raised in California. But traveling, bouncing around, she was going with Frankie for 10 years, my kid, and he just didn't come through. So she just kept looking and looking. So she finds that Walt people, the ambassador of all things. Well, next to mine. When you and I spoke on the phone mm -hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago, you were sharing a story with me about. When you used to give skip your bra and panties and wig, yeah, and all that. You I just gave it to him. And then you told me a story about uh, oh, the fireman. One day you said the the fire inspector had to go through the whole building, check the fire alarms. So he, when he saw it was a fireman, they said, "Said, well, just a minute, please." So he said, "All right, madam, the fireman, I must get dressed." So Skippy picked and peeled, so it was a fireman. So with her high-pitched voice, she said, just a minute, please. So she uh, happened to give her a lot of clothes that night. So and a nice satin robe and nightgown and a big wig on the head. So Skippy said, so when she opened the door with her, you know, the fireman said, oh. And he, she, so Skippy said, please come in. He quotes the story so many times. The fireman came in. And then Skippy made a pass at him. And fireman thought it was a woman for about five years. He came a couple times a year, still thinking it was a married man, getting blowjobs from Skippy. Skippy said, still knows. He won't know until you tell him, if he looks at your thing, that he was the one. And he loves that story. That's one of his favorite, favorite events. That and when the woman said, but the madam will have to pay. I think those two events, there may be many, many more, but those stand out. Those are like the classics that would have kept you and Skip glued for life. Well, we were. There was no way I would ever give Skip you up. Yeah. What would what would what would you call Skip if someone said, "Could you identify him in a in a word?" Just my best friend. You have to say my best friend. What else could you call him? So missed. He is so missed. I often wonder if he only knew how much he's missed. But you know, 
So many people didn't like him because after a while, because he gossiped and they knew he told stories, so after a while they wouldn't have like the Dowers. He introduced me to the Dowers and suddenly the Dowers don't want to know him anymore. The Dowers were a lot of parties, you know, that Roger and Gail Dower, you know them, the parties galore. And suddenly they dumped him because some people get very touchy. They didn't know the man with touchy. They were they weren't sensitive. They were, well, you gotta be you have to be a real artist to appreciate Skip. I think that was a principal prerequisite. You have to have an artistic mentality, at least be in that sphere. But you know, he didn't. Oh, I'll tell you, let's see. One time, I had this date with this very prominent insurance broker, Tony Russo from New York. He's coming down, so he. Takes me uh, by limousine. We go to Mateo's for dinner, and I told Skippy about. I said, "Just drop and kind of casually come over to my table because I don't care if you're alone." You know. So Skippy, you know, we'll do it and sit down and start the bullshit. Then Skippy has too much to drink and he can't drink. So there's a limousine with a chauffeur sitting in the front. Skippy gets so drunk, I mean, he knew I came by the museum chauffeur. So finally, Tony goes outside and he sees Skippy sitting in the front seat, drunk, with a chauffeur. And he comes and demands, You go outside, Jacqueline, get that old lady out of my car. What the hell are you crazy or something? I said, What old lady? And he said, Well, you know, the old lady that was sitting at our table. I said, for God's sake, that's terrible. I can't get her out of the car. You figure out how to get her out of the car. And of course, I didn't know how he figured out. No, he ended up taking her home. So that was another escapade. So I, I would say that we had a lot of them. Yeah. Now, Skip, you gave Skip some lessons on how to bring alcohol to a to a table to yeah. be able to, to basically. I didn't have to tell him how, how smart do you have to be. I still do that because I really, even though I can afford it, I resent, you know, you take, go and you have three drinks, you're $50 for three drinks that I know, and I got the idea, when I was in Valentino's one night, and I asked for a glass of house wine, and I was sitting in, that's a very exclusive place, and they charge like $15 for three mouthfuls, and I happened to see the Gallo jug pouring into a very fine bottle. And that's when I thought, you know, I'd pay six dollars for the gallon, a gallon maybe. And here I'm paying forty-five dollars for three glasses. So I got the idea. I said, you know something? There's no difference in the wine, the house wine or any other wine. They just pour it in nice bottles, and even uh, the whiskeys too. So I got so started doing it too. And Swiss sent me a very expensive bottle of whiskey, a bottle of wine that weighed a thousand dollars. I put my gallo on it and serve serve my guests. No, it's, well, it's, that's a that, no. That is true. Yeah. Well, you're about smarted the uh, that whole principle yeah. of stealing money from you. Um, yeah. When you think about it, if you take three or four people to dinner. The, the liquor, the meal is about uh, $60 and the drinks are about 200 Absolutely. That's where they get you. Look how high my bill was at my Skippy's. 
And that, me bringing a flask and helping Janelle and I and another person next to it, me bringing a flask plus paying the tab for six people. Now, the spaghetti and meatballs don't cost that much. How was the, how was the spaghetti? Okay. Was it? Did you ever uh, have any arguments with Skip? No. Did you ever see him angry? Possibly. Yeah, I've seen him have a. I've had him in the studio. Oh, he can get mad at you. He can get mad. He's never mad at me. No, I mean, just like incidents that would happen, and Skip would have a short fuse and he would <laughs> blow. They were the best moments. I've had a couple of them with him. Yeah. And he'd apologize right away when he knew he was out of line. Mm -hmm. But when he blew, he blew. Well, you probably stood up and screeched. Yeah. Did you ever have an instant like that? Nah. Oh no. Okay. Yeah, he would. He would have those, but not not often. I can only. I can only have. I really only have one instance where he was like that. Um, uh, you got anything else? Yeah. Did he, Did he ever share with you his uh, his regrets about life, or no? Did he ever share with you? Never heard have any regrets. Well, not reaching the the stardom that no, as far as he's concerned, he's always he, he felt as though he had. He's always talking about the USOs and the dancing and the the love affairs he had on the side, and everybody loved him. I mean, those were great memories. That was they were all success stories to him. Did he have any romances later on in his life? The one that he had died. He liked straight men. Did he ever have any luck with straight men? I don't know. I don't bother asking that stuff. <laughs> I wouldn't get a straight answer, so I wouldn't care. Something would bother me. That's it. Skip, I got a question. What was Skip's greatest uh, achievement in life? Putting people together. He was a genius at it. And he loved doing it. And people, he could pick up the phone and call anybody and start talking right away. I wouldn't have the nerve to talk to these people, you know, that he only met once and he would pick up the phone and talk like they were all relatives. Yeah, he was, he was, that was probably his greatest talent. Do that's you think a, that's a great talent? I'd like to have it myself. Do you think he could have been a Hollywood star? Doing what? As an MC, yeah. He could have done. If he'd been managed right, he would have been perfect for, on a, as an MC, hosting these Golden Globes and all. He'd be perfect for the stuff because he'd dress up right and be perfect, you know? That was his natural calling. Okay. Did you ever hear Skip refer to people as Mary? Everybody is Mary. Pick up the phone, Mary. What was that about? I don't know. That was a Skipism. Mm -hmm. That was a Skipism. All right. Um, one thing that we're doing, Mr. Stallone, is we're getting everybody to say hi, Mary. And by Mary in their best skip impression. Hi, Mary. Mary Ensign. Hello, Jacqueline. Skip me love, skip me love, skip me love. Pick up the phone, Mary. Pick up the love, Mary. I get that all the time. 
<laughs> Skippy low, Skippy low. Pick up. He always thought your phone, if, even if he called the cell phone that you had the opportunity to pick up, he didn't quite realize he didn't have access to it. He'd always leave that. Yeah. Honey, please. Yeah. Listen, I'm going to have to go. Is this okay? This is it. Did you get enough? We got it. We were great, Mr. Storm. Thank you so much. The last question is, do you give us permission to use this footage? Yes, of course. Beautiful. Uh, no, this was fantastic. Yeah, this is the best interview we've had. Really? Oh, no doubt. Come on. No, really. <laughs>